and there was somebody you could have negotiated with at that time. Say um, Joe Biden wanted the, the uh, nationwide rioting to stop, and he talked to DP. The DP, I need you to call off the arms. Oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm glad well, you asked me that. We're gonna need reparations. Yeah. We're gonna need this. We're gonna need that. You would have got it. Yeah, the first thing I would have told him, I said, I, I said before we get the reparations thing, I said, well, I said here's the first thing that's we, we gonna happen. We gonna get an anti-black racism crime bill. We exactly. and see what that's gonna do is before before we start cutting the checks, because yeah, we I want my damn money. My great great grandmother built this shit for free. I want my fucking money. Now, before we get into that, we want an anti-black racism crime bill. You know why? It's why? primarily, it will primarily affect foundational blacks, but that's going to go for any, you touch any black person in this country, anybody you need to keep in mind, they have natives in protected class. They have the VA, which I learned about. You told me about the VA people on the military protected class. You touch a black person and you're a law enforcement and you touch a black person in, in bad faith. Oh, I'm just going to pull this nigga over and snatch him out the car and shoot him in his face and say it was, Oh, life sentence. And then not only that, we're suing the union. The union is really what makes the decisions. The union bullies the city. So yeah, the police union caught, you going to cough up some bread and he's getting, and he's getting a 25 year minimum under the protected class. That's the first thing. Now, far as reparations, we gonna look at all these the stock market. We gonna look at all these countries, especially New York. We're looking at all these companies, pharmaceutical, Pfizer, all of them, every single last one of them, and we gonna do a forensic investigation. How much were you invested in the slave trade? And you gonna cut every foundation of a check? Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna shut down the churches that bring over immigrants. So when you're a black immigrant and you come over here, you're going to get a real history. You're not going to get the white Catholic history. You're not going to be able to sit down and they sit you down in the TV and they show you, oh, well, yeah, this is banging on wax. And these niggas in Chicago is gang banging. And, oh, uh, yeah, all, and all these false stats about black people not getting married and all that kind of stuff. That's about to end. If they would have did that, just brought that subject up like you just said, Joe would have said, hey, let's sit down. But nobody did it. <laughs> nobody. No, it's not that nobody did it. There's no hierarchy and leadership in place. What I'm saying is even Al Sharpton, well, Al Sharpton would have did no, it. No, Al Sharpton doesn't have enough power to call off the arm. I know. It, it would have to be somebody boots on the ground. My, my point is, is that... This Camera. Was, this, 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 no. This, 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 this was a leaderless code. Wait what a happened? minute. Why did you say that so fast? You said Cameron? Yeah. I'm a fan of his music, bro, but the, here's the problem with rap. Well, here, uh, all right, man. So we, now we're going to start talking about some rap shit in a minute. The problem I mean, Cameron is. The, was, um, you, you see my five people I gave you. That would be good candidates for the president of black America. The problem, the problem with here, here's the thing. The problem with rappers and entertainers is they want to rap and entertain. When you listen to these, these niggas half the time, they start talking stupid. When, when they now you, if I give you a mic, okay, cool. You could run a business, whatever. But when you start talking about, because see, here's the thing. 
here's the problem that I have with entertainment entertainers a lot of times with certain people. They are beholden. Now, if you want to say something different, like, okay, now part of that reparations, we going to get ownership of our shit back. So niggas ain't got to tap dance so much. Okay, cool. But if that's not happening, bro, if that's not going to happen, here's the issue. Entertainers will tap dance. We know that a lot of black folks that have created the music here in America got signed to janky deals. So we're beholden to the dominant society. Every time something happens, if we ever want to speak out about the jab or we want to speak out about anything, we say, hey, you know, it's a slave contract. We have a gag order half half the time. We can't say nothing. So you put a rapper... You put Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B and you have her speaking on her ter- on our terms. Yeah, they have millions of followers. We can't have niggas like that do that. We have to have some real stomp down people. We can't have nobody that doesn't have a track record of where... Because here's the thing. If you take a slave contract, I know you'll sell me out. I know, yeah, I know, I know you'll sell me out. Time, good deal. Well, if he signs good deals, then that might be somebody that could, you know, but ultimately and everything he touches turns to gold. Speaking of gold, look okay. how hot his new podcast is. I don't, I don't, I've never heard his new podcast. Now, I, I want, I He's want basically talking about sports. He's not even talking about hip hop. So how does he that said, help? I'm do and them do. How does that help reparations talk? He doesn't have any, what experience does he have in that? And matter of fact, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. No no disrespect. I don't even think he's a foundational. I think them niggas is Dominican, bro. So he he can't really. No, you you can't really. Unless if it's in our our favor, you can't really speak on our business like that, bro. His Jules Santana and all them them, them niggas ain't even really from. I mean, they're from here, but you know what I'm saying, bro. Like they ain't. I think them niggas Dominican, bro. They ain't ain't foundationals, bro. So, you know, he's going to have to kind of watch how he talks. See, that's my point, bro. Like, I would never go to Eritrea and say, man, I don't think y'all should get this and that. Man, please, tell me what would happen to me, bro, if I went, if y'all had a reparations conversation right now and, and well, France and France was had to cut a check for reparations for Eritreans. And, and you were out there and you said and what? I went out there and said, well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think you should include foundationals, and I, and I, I, I think it should just be education. I don't think y'all should get some money. You should just get an education. They probably would. Well, what would they do to me? Because you're an American, they would probably just ask you. They, they, I mean, they would probably just change your flight and have you just leave. What if I said no? I, I ain't American, leaving. I, I, I'm out. And he said that they lock you up. All right. Now, what I'm saying is, let's say this, let's change my flight. Let's say I got a bullhorn. Now I'm talking real mouthy, real healthy. Like, look, fuck y'all reparations. Y'all niggas, uh, if I said y'all niggas really need it, then I had my little YouTube channel out there, whatever. And I went out there with my oh, podcast yeah, equipment. And I said, look, y'all niggas don't need no reparations. What you need to do is forgive these white folks. You don't need no reparations. You don't need See, no check. You come up <laughs> And then what what happened is once America was asking about you, they'd be like, we don't know where he is. We've been looking for him. We're trying to find him too. You know what I mean? What do we call that, bro? What do we call that? Code of conduct. Yeah, you you come up. If you went, like I said, if you were just at a coffee shop and you made your little comment 
and they word got back, they would just come to you, come to your hotel room and say, hey, man, pack your stuff. You know, you're just going to leave. But if you was doing the bullhorn and the YouTube show and all that, yeah, you know, you might just come up missing. Because one thing a place like Eritrea doesn't like is Western philosophy. They don't like that Western thinking. So it's not my business, right? Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm not, yeah, I, well, I, I don't can't know. Speak. I think Cameron's a foundational. He, he might be. He might be. But, but, but no, you know, man, he, he might, he yeah, might but be. DP, I gave you my five people that would be a great list for black America. You didn't seem that impressed. You said, okay, you said. But I'd like to talk to you about that. Cameron, Diddy, who else? And DJ Envy. No, no, it can't be Envy. <laughs> yeah. It can't be Envy. Joe Brown. Envy, 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 no disrespect to Envy. Envy, listen, man. Envy's definitely not a foundation. That nigga Dominican. So he can't speak on us. Now he can help when us with some real estate. He's not Dominican. Who? He's not Dominican. Yes, he is. I don't think so. That nigga's Dominican. He's his mom. I think he's biracial. Oh, so he's even. Oh, Lord. He's confused. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. DJ. He called him DJ Shrimp. You had you had some things to talk about Clue before, man. You had some healthy things to talk about DJ Clue. You know DJ Clue helped put Envy on. Yeah, but Clue always <laughs> <laughs> you always remind me of a guy we know named Osbu. He just always just just wasn't enough. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know what it was about about Clue, but. I just felt like he didn't belong. Yeah, yeah. Cl- I you felt know, like somebody yeah, told him, like, put your hat backwards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Clue, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Clue, matter of fact, can I pull up this foot? Was it Beanie Siegel clowning Clue or bullying Clue? Or somebody was bullying DJ Clue, man. Let me see if I could, if I could pull that up. I was a Brock Street bully. Man, it was somebody that was clowning DJ Clue. Who was that? Oh. DJ Drama, I think. No, it was K Slay getting on Clue. You know, K Slay used to put hands and feet on people, on yeah. other DJs. K Slay, K Slay, K Slay was probably the most gangster DJ. He used to put hands and feet on niggas that got out of line. You couldn't talk slick around K Slay and, and not get the beats. Rest in peace, K Slay. Not only that, you couldn't you couldn't talk shit about K Slay without somebody putting hands on you as well. Oh no, you couldn't. You See, know, very people were very loyal to him. I seen I seen Wack One Hundred. Um, before I knew who Wack was, K Slay was going out to um out to comp. Let me let me let me let me play that too. This is this 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 the history. A lot of people you don't know. K Slay had some great mixtapes, man. This is some old footage. This was a while ago. Has Nicki Minaj ever been accused of child molestation? I'm pretty sure your brother, my brother, your aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. somebody did some foul shit in your motherfucking right, family. Right, right. Like, that ain't got Stop, nothing to nigga. do with you, Now you, you, you take right. your cape off. No, just real though, like, that's her brother. Second, take your cape off take and dry it off and hang it. You know what I'm saying? That's no. her brother. 
Ain't nobody. My daddy was a dope yeah, fiend, so yeah. I, I supposed to feel like yeah, some smoke, kind of way because I'm, I'm a dope fiend. I smoke dust too, but the yeah. fact remains it is what it is. He ain't make this shit up. She ain't make I it up. Make it ain't nobody happening. make it up. It yeah, is what's what happening. Do with her, her, though. Who said it had anything? You had a question? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Steffi, your initial thoughts. Hold on, that was. Somebody put some music behind there. Boy, that's gonna sell out. That's her brother. Ain't nobody. My daddy was a yeah, yeah, but but What that got to do with her though? Last time's initial thoughts. With the accusations against her brother. I'm just saying, that's just a. That's just a crazy situation, you know. So. Hey Slay and, and, and it looked like Hey Slay and Wack was gonna gonna throw some hands with each other. Really? It looked like I don't know, but this is um. Hold on, this is the old footage. Long Beach, you wanna? Huh? Long Beach, Bam? Yeah, yeah, man. Look, man, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Know where you at? Know where you at? Know where you at? We just tricked you. Know where you at? Know me? Don't be fooled, homie. We just get a helicopter to fly low at. Huh? Yeah, real low, okay. you know Make your house vibrate. Man. Okay, you feel me? That's what I'm talking about, man. You know what I mean? It's a respect thing out here. I'm out here from Pacoima. My nigga out here from Harlem, New York. Yeah. We out here in Long Beach, California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right here. Yeah. So it looks like, so they're in Long Beach. They're, he, he got K Slay in Long Beach. I'm out here with the homies from the yeah, beach. Yeah, right. K Slay. Last time I took you to the to the right side, yeah. on the west, y'all know what that means. Now we on the left side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's riders on sides. Yeah. You can't respect the next motherfuckers, gangster. Don't respect and respect yours. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know who he was at this time when I seen this footage. And then now he got K Slay. So it seemed like they were pretty cool. He got K Slay. Yeah. K Slay straight from Harlem, New York, right here on the block. Keeping it real, now you niggas need to start coming out here to the gutter and doing it how he doing. That's right. This is yeah. This is old school. This is some old school footage. This is Paul Roof Street, TJ motherfucking Case lay on the block. Shouts to my man Wack. Shouts to my man Wacko. Bring me out to the west. Come on, Wacko, come over here, my nigga. There we go. That's right. Welcome to the We call it Bumpy. We're Vanillas right now, homie. Let them know what it is, Slay. How many of you DJ motherfuckers is coming right here to this type of shit? Uh, who coming out here to this right here? Who got the heart to get on that motherfucking plane, fight the terrorists, and come see this right here? Yeah, that's what it is. We got 100 motherfucking niggas out here, and we got one official thorough nigga from New York with his motherfucking New York hat on. Make it do what it do. And when you were the official motherfucker, it had to be whatever color you wanted to be. There we go, homie. There it is, my nigga. Wherever niggas tell me the real niggas is at. 100, my nigga. I gotta see this shit for real. I already seen it on TV. This is my first time in the hood out here. It's right here. We got some OG. We got some OG. There we go. Remember these faces. These are the faces that started all this shit. Right here, I'm in Bompton, I'm from it all started out here though. Without Bompton, it wouldn't be no motherfucking Pacoima. Let niggas know what it is, man. It's that deuce line. There it is. Right there, nigga. There it is, there it is. 
Yeah, they, he got him out there. He in Campanella Park. So, yeah, man. K Slay. K Slay, we may have to. Let me see here. This is some old. It was. It was. He passed some, away not too long ago, didn't he? Not, yeah, not too long ago. Not too long ago, he passed away. They say it was from COVID 19 got him. Huh? COVID 19 got him. That's Yeah, that's what they said it was. That's what they said it was. Now, this is. I don't know if you heard this. This is a minute ago. You said Clue. It's Somebody a, was clowning Clue. Because you heard something you ain't like. You what did you hear you ain't like? You stepped to me and told me and told me you wanted it, and I said, keep it music? Hey, yo, what? Y'all, wait a minute. Hold up. Did I say that, Stress? That didn't come through over here. That didn't come through over here, man. Whoever gave you that message, you know what I'm saying? You need to holler at them, man, because you know my style. If I was going to say that to you, I'd say that to your face. I ain't got to come to the radio. But whoever delivered that message to you, you need to bark on them, dog. You didn't say that you was a bitch and a coward and that your jail record. Bitch don't come over the airwaves. I ain't say bitch. You said you stepped to me on some on some beef and shit and I said keep it music. That's what you said? Hey yo, so listen. You didn't man. have no choice but to keep it music. I said, yo, check this out. Exact words. Check, he said, what is the beef with you and Clue? I said, I don't consider it no beef. You understand what I'm saying? Because Clue's a coward. Cause he ain't going to step to me on no beef, yo. He ain't got no choice but to keep the music. <laughs> you heard what the fuck I said just now. Don't try to twist Man, my yo, words. Yo, don't go out of town and become an actor, dude. Hey, yo, Straight Clue, up. you the actor. Like, I don't know that you be out of town saying shit in interviews and so on and so forth, man. Yo, let me ask you a question. What props would I get going out of town saying your name, nigga? Because that's you. Because that's your style. Yeah, right. That's Come your on, style. You know my style. No, I don't know I your style, nigga. Up. I don't know your style. I don't know nothing about. I don't know no. But Clue, like you said, you said Clue was out of place. Clue was probably like some, you know, just some corny nigga that became a, a, a DJ. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't take, I can't take Clue. I can't take nothing from Clue. Clue, like I said, we we always talk about records. You 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 into the records. You into like okay, who got platinum hits, right? Yeah. Clue. Remember, I told you Desert Storm. We can't take nothing from Clue. 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 Desert Storm was an album that meant a lot to you. Desert Storm. Desert Storm was a label. Now now, mind you. You talked about Envy. When he was DJ Shrimp, when he was DJ Shrimp, he got put on by Clue. Desert Storm Records, you had Red Cafe. Red Cafe, yeah, he was, uh, he was all right. I mean, he wasn't nothing, but it was uh, uh, Doro and Clue. Doro and Clue. He, now, Doro was the one that used to mix all the records and stuff. You see what I'm saying? He would mix the records. So Did Envy make beats? I think he made a couple of them. But they had... I think you're not impressed with DJ Envy. Not really. There's, I, I can't say a body... I, I, outside of the Breakfast Club, I can't really say a body of work that I've... I've never really listened to any, any Envy. 
I've never really listened to any Envy, man. I've listened to Clue. I mean, we got a platinum hit back in 98, two days after before my birthday. 1998, December 15th. The Professional. Well, that I want to ask you about one last guy that was on my list, and that's the notorious mogul from the East Coast, Sean P. Diddy Combs. Nah, he he definitely wouldn't be a good lead lead for Black America to discuss. That's why he got the revolt thing. That's why he brought on Killer Mike and Rizzo Islam and all of them. That he wasn't gonna be there because he wasn't gonna be able to lead that conversation. Now, as far as getting money, absolutely, I can't take nothing from the man. But uh, you know, what is the reason you didn't give me a reason on why man, he, he would not be a good? He, he's a rip off artist, man. He rips off black artists, man. That's what he used to do. <laughs> This nigga, this That's kind of harsh, isn't it? He gave man, he he gave locks to sharecrop deal. Man, they had to go to Rough Riders. Them niggas was out there with signs and shit. Free the Rough Riders. Now, what was the free the locks? What what was that about? Let's see if we get some footage on that. Free the locks. Free the locks. Free the locks. I remember was, the campaign. It was a campaign. It was a campaign. Was he? Were they? Was he holding their music back or something? Or yeah, man. Like here, here, here's something here. I think this was part of it here. I think I got some footage. I'll be down 11. You want to talk to him? Hell yeah. Y'all, that ain't really correct. You know what I'm saying? And first of all, I'm, I'm at my office right now. I'm always accessible. Y'all ain't got to get on the radio and, 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 and do certain tactics and do certain things to ever holler at me. J.D. Kiss, last time I, spoke, I saw you, I told you, let's get together, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? I told you I'm accessible. I said, if anything don't come, if, 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 if there's somebody standing in the way for you expressing yourself, if any of y'all expressing yourself, y'all can come get at me directly. You know what I'm saying? Come All that going to refrigerate and you going to kill, no, y'all ain't killing nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we businessmen. <laughs> We all mature adults say all that right there. I'm at my office. Y'all can sit on this interview with her and talk as long as y'all want to talk about it. Or you can take the invitation I gave you before. But it's not even getting there because of your, your, your get on the radio, whatever tactics. I ain't your enemy. Dog, we just, we just, you just, need to bang like that dog, dog, that's coming yo, at you. I ain't your just enemy. yesterday we got a picture. Yesterday we got There's a picture right here. Somebody has a footage on YouTube with Diddy with his arms around Jada Kiss and Clue. Well, they made they they squash their beef now. Oh, okay, okay. So this this is yeah, he freed the lot. Clue Clue looks as lame as he did back in the day, but we'll continue to all. Clue always just looked like like a like a real nerdy ass dude who just knew about beats and computers and knew how to mix things and then just kind of grew. Because then they just say, hey, you know what? Put your hat backwards and then, you know, put your pants like this and yeah. dress like that. <laughs> he probably never because had a fight. What he was saying to, D, to K. Slay, he wasn't making any sense. No, he I wasn't. almost thought he was drunk or something. You called me a bitch. Yeah, he called me a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Did he I? Said, did you, you know, hear me call you a bitch? He said, you know my style. He said, I don't know your style. I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Get the fuck out of here. But the reason I looked at Diddy and Envy and Cameron is I'm looking at black that came from nothing. Okay. Okay. You know, Cameron came from nothing and everything Cameron has done. He's been highly successful at it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I get it in Ohio. With Diddy. And I mean, here's the thing with Diddy is there's a lot of other artists that he did great by, you know, the locks in him, they had a contractual, Agreement. I don't know if the locks read the paperwork. 
Do you think that they got a fair deal? I mean, I mean, obviously they didn't get a fair deal, but they signed it. Who were the Who were the locks when they signed the bad boy? Were they known? Not really. There not, you go. Not really. He put so how the- would they? So if you're not known, why would I give you a great deal? I'm gonna give you a deal where you got to prove yourself. They didn't like the shiny suits. Well, he's in the publishing, and just for the for your listeners that might not know what publishing is, would you be able to briefly tell people what is it? What is publishing? What that means as far as ownership? Yeah, publishing. So, so basically, okay, if you sign, and there, there's all different kinds of rights and publishing, but if you're signing a deal, right? Okay, I write a song. You, let's say you make the beat, right? Yeah. And I write the song. And we are in beat, you know, we have a publishing company through BMI or ASCAP or whatever. So, right, I write the song. You made the beat. And then the publishing company gets some of of the money, right? So, if the song goes platinum, I get a percentage, you get a percentage, and the published company, they're going to take a percentage because they're the ones that's tracking the money and tracking the sales and things of that nature. Let's say a movie, let's say a movie is played. Let's say we watch a documentary or there's a movie in the theater or like a jingle from a commercial or McDonald's or whatever the case may be. And then my song plays, I get a check from that. I get a royalty. If I sign away my publishing, depending on how much that is, Whoever owns the publishing is whoever gold makes the gold makes the rules. And then now the masters is something different. It's similar, but it's something different. Most artists do not own their masters. There's very few master P Birdman, gangster Gibbs, uh, a couple. It's not a ton of people. And most of the people that, that own their masters, you don't necessarily, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily your biggest artists. You see right. what I'm saying? Like there's certain people that learned about what they call pressing and distribution. But yeah, publishing is basically that's when you sign your publishing away or sell your publishing away, man, man, it's like, it's like chopping your balls off in a, in a way. That's how you get. So your if paper. I make a hit, so for instance, we use the locks, money, power, respect. That song. So if Puffy owns the publishing, does that mean that the locks cannot do this song at a club? You could perform, but then there's what they call performance royalties too. Now he still might get (laughs) he might get it. I'm saying he might get a cut, but depending on how much because okay, listen to this conversation. This is why they're really mad. Because they really they probably when they signed it. They probably didn't really understand what they were signing and they probably figured, well, you know, and here's another thing too. If I put out an album, money, power, respect. Okay. Yeah. It goes, we may, let's get the instrumental going. <laughs> we, yeah. We may have to get the instrumental. going. We may have to get the instrumental going on here because yeah, classic is a classic instrumental. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> If you if you're out here and you sign a deal, okay, 
you get to go on airplane the flights i gotta i gotta book everything for you remember when 50 cent came out master p paid for his tour a lot of people don't know that okay what do you mean master p put the money up so 50 cent could go on tour when did master p recoup I mean, he probably was looking out for him, or he might have said, "Well, just pay me back this or pay me back that." But that was just so Fifty Cent could hit the tour. You see what I'm saying? Fifty Cent. Fifty got a lot of help along the way. He got help along the way and got a lot of games. Why does, does he acknowledge that he got this help from these people? He probably will. And some people, you got to think, the people that probably helped them don't need the acknowledgement. They probably don't even want him to tell the story. Some people just want want to look out for you and keep it real, like. Like, remember what they said about Donald. We would have never known that if Judge Joe Brown didn't say nothing. Well, if he, Donald, if Donald and the Republican Party had any sense, instead of paying for them commercials that the the politicians do, I would pay Judge Joe Brown to say that, and I just play that for Black America. I play it on BET. Yeah, I pay for the advertising because Black people need to hear shit like that. It ain't just about. Um, well, what the, the number one thing that Black America and, and Mexican America and all these other people need to realize is it doesn't fucking matter who the fucking president is. Not really. Whoever the president is does not mean you don't have to get on your motherfucking grind. And guess what? The harder you get on your grind, the less it fucking matters. You know what? This November 24th, I'm going to roll me up a couple of fat blood. I'm going to sit on my recliner. I'm going to have my dog next to me. And I'm going to just have a good time watching this shit unfold. Because it don't matter to me. This is just a show. Yeah, it's just a show. As, as, as my homie Simba Ali says, he like to put the quarter in the jukebox. Put the quarter in the jukebox <laughs> and say? enjoy. What he say? Put the quarter in the jukebox and enjoy. Just put the faster than the quarter. It's something you can use the analogy. Some of this shit will go by faster than you can put a quarter in the jukebox. It's a show. You know, so here's what I would propose to a foundational black like yourself or foundational black listeners of yours. When are black America, NAACP, BLM, when are they going to take the same uh, ideas that other race or entities take when they want politicians to sway in their favor. To the credit of foundational blacks, foundational blacks are the only race or entity in America that does not pay politicians off. Mm. But if you notice something, foundationals are getting the short end of the stick constantly. Right. Maybe, is it time for foundationals maybe to get their money together and start paying off foundationals? Because had they paid off Donald Trump, Instead of him shouting out Proud Boys, when he said that, remember? When he said Proud Boys, shout out, whatever he was saying, stand right. back, all that, that. He'd have been saying, BLM, what's up? <laughs> NAACP, <laughs> shout out. Right. You know, yeah. if y'all would have came with the check. Yep. With the bag. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's something to think about. That's food for thought because politicians will, if you come with the bag, they will put, look at Obama. Obama let gay people get fucking married, bro. Yeah. Obama let men changing the women and women changing the men and let them have a surgery, bro. You could cut your fucking dick off. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know why he did all that? 
Because Gage came with the bag. A huge, a huge bag. Yeah, what you need? You need all 100% of gay votes plus a check, plus some property over here, you know, some other shit. Acres of land, you know, this and that. They came with the, the, the they came and negotiated a healthy deal. We want to get married and we want to do whatever. No, we're, guess what? We want to, we want to have more rights than even foundational. Because guess what? A white man call you a nigga, that ain't much. But get, get, call somebody a faggot and see what happened to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a wrap. <laughs> and you mentioned NAACP. Call somebody a faggot if you want to. In the, through. In, in the NAACP? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Not, I haven't gotten the answer, DP. Yeah. <laughs> why aren't foundationals, why doesn't BLM, instead of buying fucking mansions and all this shit they're doing, why don't they invest that money and go pay off some politicians? You know why? Because you say BLM, BLM corporate. They're not like me and you. Those are some sambo lesbian chicks that, and those are they're not foundational. Most of them are immigrants, but they're not. You know, they're paid by the Democrats. George Soros so and you all of them. That, B- I'm are talking you about saying the corporate. that BLM, BLM is ran by gays that are using? The black agenda yes. to really fund the gay of agenda. Of course, of course, everyone knows too. that. I Every, see it too. Yeah, everyone knows that. And the thing is, is you know, at, at first, a lot of and see, that's what I was thinking. I always talk about rest in peace, Darren Seals. Folks in Ferguson found out about that shit real easy, and they were slapping some of them Black Lives Matter niggas up and sending their ass up out of Missouri. But they, <laughs> but they use that. They they use that. Them up. Man, they look. look I, I, I'm. Let me play something for you. I, I always try to keep this brother alive because he was righteous. I always try to. He burnt in the car, right? Burnt in the car. Darren Seals. He was part of it. They put it in the media. Something behind it. Believe that. Nobody know the fuck she is. She ain't the face of shit. So while they tweeting, they playing cat and mouse with the white folks. You know, they racist. They hiding behind fake pages on Twitter, talking shit, going back and forth, retweets, retweets. It's like a big-ass show. You know, so you got a lot of people sending them money, turning them into stars, Oprah tweeting at her and all that. They calling her fucking the face of Ferguson. Don't nobody know the fuck she is. She ain't the face of shit. Wasn't even out there. When she came out there, she just sat there and tweeted. Like, what you the face of Twitter? That's what I call them, but anyways, man, a lot of people don't understand Black Lives Matter as an organization. They think it's just a hashtag and people just saying, man, anytime white folks are part of it, they putting it in the media, something behind it. Believe that. I mean, you got a Twitter, but you don't be on the motherfucker. I ain't never seen you on Twitter. I got a Twitter too, but shit, who uses that shit for real? Like, we use it for promo and little shit like that, but we ain't really using no goddamn Twitter. Anyways, feel free to comment and, and, you know, give y'all opinions on this whole Black Lives Matter bullshit. But anyways, Black Lives Matter is a bunch of computer nerds. First of all, them being gay, is I don't got nothing, I don't got nothing against them because they gay. I don't agree with the lifestyle of, you know, homosexuality, but... I don't agree with a lot of shit people do. They don't got. I don't go. I'm not. I'm not gonna dislike you because you do some shit I don't like. I'm pretty sure I do shit people don't like. I don't agree with. It, ain't healthy for me. And they eyes. So, 
we just agree on lifestyles, disagree on lifestyles, but that ain't why. But they use that shit as a shield. When they doing all this bullshit, they try to come say, oh, he's just homophobic. He hated, man, my, my auntie been married to a woman since, man, since forever. Like, I don't agree with the lifestyle because I don't see the long-term benefit of it. You can't reproduce when you when you messing with a woman mess with a woman, a man mess with a man. But that don't mean I hate you because you I don't hate you for it. I ain't homophobic homophobia. I mean you gotta be a phobia is a fear. See what they know me knowing for a motherfucker. What man. they tried to Especially do with nobody him that's gay. Is he called out the coonery, which happened to be some buck broken LGBT niggas that was using Mike Brown's murder. This all really, really started. In Missouri, okay, that's where that's when Black Lives Matter went down. After folks like him was really down there putting in the work, you see what I'm saying? So they said, okay, yeah. what we're gonna do is we're just gonna show up. We gonna start tweeting while niggas is out here putting in work, fighting race soldiers and all. There's a lot of shit that I found out about after the fact. It wasn't just black folks down there just getting their ass handed to them. It was some. It was some niggas putting in some serious work down there too. It wasn't, it wasn't just one-sided. It wasn't just black folks down there getting terrorized. It was getting ra race soldiers was getting their ass toe off down there too. The thing is, while they were trying to really truly get justice for, for, cause remember CNN didn't want to show up. The black media forced CNN to show up. You see yeah. what I'm saying? The CNN boots, it, it was boots on the ground and black media. Not these roll, not Roland Martin kind of niggas and CNN and Don Lemonade. Remember, Don Lemonade was down there talking about weed. Oh, I smell marijuana on that cornball shit. You That's see what I'm saying? Quality I, I, yeah, Qualia checked them about that. Like, hey man, what was this off cold as hell? What is you talking about? Niggas is down here. You talking about weed? Like, what? What the fuck? So you know, you know, he gets called out his coonery. You know, um, so. Darren's basically calling out Black Lives Matter for what it was. If you want her before the media, I, I ain't take you serious. I don't get for who you was. Tyler Kweli, any of the other motherfuckers, I really ain't take none of them serious because at the end of the day, y'all came because of the media. End of the end of story. The CNN ain't show up. None of them motherfuckers would have cared about Mike Brown. So I, I really wasn't tripping off the shit they was doing. But I just noticed, like, man, these cats is really building a whole fucking campaign off our shit and, and soliciting all these funds off our shit. And then black folks, you know, we ignorant to a lot of this type of shit because we ain't into that. So when they when they started the hashtag Black Lives Matter, it was so catchy that everybody shared it. Everybody started saying it and it became so fucking big, so large. People actually thought, like, oh, this is just a catchy hashtag. But what, they, what people didn't know it, this was actually an organization. The founding members are three lesbian girls. D-Ray, uh, the girls, Brittany Alexis, uh, the dude Charles Wade. All the people that's involved in this whole little, in the forefront of this whole Black Lives Matter campaign zero shit. They all gay. It's like a gay cop. So they using this shit. They using their sexuality for protection. Cause you know the white folk, they gonna protect you when you gay. They fuck with you when you gay. See? And that's why they killed his brother, because he was righteous. And see... I think BLM had him killed. I, I think so, too. I really do. And, you know, that's why I was BLM telling you... very That's why I was telling you, bro. We can't have just old. Because, see, you see what happened. 
There's people in the community, they can, what they consider him? A leader. It has to be a leaderless code. Now, there has to be some type of, there has to be some type of hierarchy. The problem is you can't have another king. You can't have another Malcolm. You can't have, we can't have a centralized, well, hey, that's just one him person making all the decisions. No, 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 no. Look at race soldiers. Yeah, there's some hierarchy, but you know what they do? They, you know what they do when you say, well, who's the leader of the Proud Boys? Now, that one coon-ass Mexican dude that joined, or whatever is uh, the Latin American dude, he was supposed to be some so-called leader. He's doing time. He ain't the leader. He's just a porch monkey for him, right? But what I'm saying is race soldiers, white supremacists, they don't have a main leader. They have an independent hierarchy. That's why when you try to charge the Proud Boys and say, we want a Rico, they be like, oh, I ain't the leader. I ain't the leader. I ain't the leader. Oath Keepers, I ain't the Proud leader. Proud Boys have never been approached with a Rico. My point is, bro, is what they do is they work as osmosis. Have you ever watched Star Trek? No. Okay. There was a thing called a Borg. A Borg was a group where they're all on code, but it's a leaderless code. There's no one person in lead. We're all programmed to get on code. If you ever went to work, as soon as you went to work, before you ran your own business, and when you went to work and you were working for the dominant society, have you ever went to work and as soon as you walk in and they can identify right away, it doesn't take them long, that you're not a coon, have you ever noticed that everybody in that work environment automatically gets on code without saying a word against you? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and they don't say nothing. They don't say a word. They don't have to say anything. They just know, okay, Solomon's here, and he's not no tap-dancing Negro. He's not probably going to sell a black person out. They know that about you right away, especially if you they get to talking slick. They'll say something slick about black folks, and you'll be like, hey, I'm not co-signing that. They'll be like, okay, he's not one of them. They know immediately. So they all get, they all group together, and they know, like, okay, this is somebody that we know we're not going to be able to put in a higher position because he's not going to tap dance. He's not going to, he, he, he's not going to infringe on the underground railroad. If it's some black folk trying to get free, he's going to help them. He's not going to tell on them. So we can't put him in a high position. We can't promote him too high. You see what I'm saying? They make these uh-huh. decisions without ever sitting down making these decisions. That's why I say osmosis. It's just, it's just natural. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times, when black folks are at work, we have to kind of pick and choose who we may think is a brother that might be down, somebody that we could kind of trust, right? So you're kind of going in the situation blind. It might be a couple brothers that's cool, whatever the case may be, and then you're like, all right, well, okay, how are we going to play this? So it might just be a few of you. You're outnumbered. And all they really got to do is hire two or three Sambos, and anytime y'all start getting on code with the brothers that got that got some sense, they're going to send the Sambo in. See the thing with the thing with 
the thing in America, what's happening is like you said, the rats, the lames and the, and the rats, the lames and the coons have all got into a bunch. So you might have a couple real dudes all in one area. Right? No, they clicked up. They're clicked up. So, and then now they, they got it real. Let me tell you how, how well they have it. Let me tell you how race soldiers refined it real well. They'll get somebody that sounds like you or me that talk a good game and they'll get us around to infiltrate. Right? DJ academic. Prime example. Now he's not a foundational, but what I'm saying is now, but see, ac- okay. Academics. He's not really, he can't fool you very well. When you start hearing him talk, you're like, okay, you see, we've been talking tough lately. I've never been fooled. I, I look at him like when, when niggas was telling me back in the day, man, this, this Takashi dude kind of hard. I'm like, well, dude, he got purple hair and stuff, man. Oh, but man, he's yeah, with, some, he's, he's, with, he's with Treyway and he's with some real bloods. And I'm like, let me see this video. So niggas show me the, the video. Then I sent you the clip that illustrated my point. Academics got up and he said, this is my man right here. This is my man, my friend. I don't care what nobody say. This is my friend. This whole snitch is your fucking friend. This rat, this motherfucker who paid people to kill somebody, then told on them. This fucking rat, snake, snitch, trash, low life. Because that's what, you know, academics told him when the cameras was off. He's out of snitch too. Shit. See, and that's that's my point is he didn't fool me. When, Gunner, when, number eight. Number, number on the billboard top music. 10, top, you, that's true too. You said that too, that that would happen. I, I couldn't believe it. But at this point, it's like, they'll just The let, niggas who canceled them wasn't spending money anyways. Yeah. So is Gunner good to come into certain hoods? No. No, 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 no. no. But he don't care. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. But he's good. He could go, he could go to the front row of the Miami Heat game. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, he could go to public places and stuff like that. And even you know what? That only lasts for so long. But the thing is, is like even Takashi. I heard he went to Puerto Rico when they banned him. Because Hold on, he, I gotta call your boy out. Takashi should be banned everywhere. But I gotta call your boy out, Kendrick Lamar. I gotta call him out on your platform if I could, real quick. What did he do? Kendrick Lamar, who's a great artist. I take nothing away from his music. But all his fans, is, his paying fans, is white boys too. So he got mad at some white people at his show for doing a sing along and using the N word. Well, guess what? Take that shit out of your lyrics, then, bro, because all them people at your show were white. Okay? Yeah. I mean. So, yeah, so yeah. keep it a buck. Take that shit out your lyrics, then, bro. Well, Cause it, don't act like there's some hood niggas that's buying your shit. Yeah, they, they might they, like you or respect you, but, but they're, they're not, not spending buying. money. They're not spending. Yeah, they're not. They're not sitting in a Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I had to it, call him out on that shit. He gonna say, "Man, y'all can't say that shit." Man, they take out your fucking lyrics. All your fans is white, dude. Yeah, your 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 fans are gonna sing along. Now, if they just walking up to you and See, quoting the white lyrics, white people infiltrated, infiltrated uh, uh, the infrastructure of hip hop music and became the number one consumer, which allowed rats and snakes and snitches. If Gunna right. or this 6-9 character were around in the mid-90s, they'd be ostracized. Get these guys out of here. Don't even... What what studio would even let him record music? No, he couldn't even come... He couldn't even come in... Like 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 I was saying, bro, like when I first, when I first heard him, 
And I and I'm and I, I like I say, I, I even at his height of his career, I had never heard an entire song. I thought it was like a parody when I first seen the video and somebody was like, Yeah, man, or something, something. And I'm looking at this nigga like and he had red bags and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at this and I'm kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I what this is what I really honestly thought when I seen it. I thought it was like a parody. And then when I seen kind of the dudes around him and I seen all these red rags and stuff, and they're like, Yeah, Trace Trayway and all that, I'm like, I'm like, man, what the hell is this? Like, and so I, I didn't really take it serious. Then, then when I start hearing about the shit these dudes were doing and who they were, and they were really like, they were somebody in the street. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, yeah, why would you have this lame? Why would you have this lame ass nigga around you? And 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 what I thought initially is, I said, man, these niggas about to go to jail. And then years later, <laughs> years later, yeah. because see, I seen, because I know. I know, I know red, real red rags don't do that. You can't be wearing no hair like that. You can't be on. I knew this dude was corny. I knew that whatever this was, was it was it was a clown show. And so I said, okay, this is going to be their demise because they got a lame ass nigga that just made a bunch of money and they're protecting them. This is going to be their demise. And look what happened. So I don't. Shoddy's really- demise. Shoddy's demise was he was he was trying to be Suge Knight in a different era. Suge Knight in today's era of camera phones, social media, this and that, would have never been able to do what the shit he was doing. No, man, not at all. Shotty was very upfront, you know, doing things and being in the middle of things. And so, like, when 6 9 told on him, like, 6 9 on that same interview where Academics is giving him his flowers, he predicts that Gunner's going to snitch a year before he does. And he did it. Because he knew, just like I told you, when they arrested Young Thug and Gunna, I told you, Gunna has very minute it, it, involvement in this, and they know that. But that's why they're holding him. They're holding him because you're going to tell us what we didn't know. We have enough evidence to, to stick you on this RICO. But if we took you to trial, we don't have shit on you. We know we don't. But we want to scare you into talking on Thug. Why haven't we heard? Why haven't we Doug heard anything? Denied about, bail. We we why haven't we heard about the Rico in Minneapolis lately? Well, because the next headline, I mean, they're not they're not going to give you updates, you know, because it doesn't involve anybody famous. So the next update you'll get is when when it's time to when it's time for court. Right now we getting all the snitches. Because Minnesota's full of snitches, so everybody's talking. Now we gotta we gotta prioritize who's talking, piece it together, see who's telling the truth, who's giving us stories. You'll see the next headline will be you'll see some pictures in the front page of the Star Tribune, or these are the guys we charged from the highs and the lows, or was it just the highs? No, it's both. Yeah, we're gonna shut it down. Minnesota, uh, they try to take their city back. They got fencing all the way from my apartment all the way damn near to all of these. Where they fenced everything up where the bums can't sleep there no more. Hmm. Yeah. Everything in, in the Seward area, everything is fenced up. They fenced everything. 
Speaking of which. And like I predicted, in six months, if you walk in the sewer neighborhood, it's going to be nothing but abandoned buildings. That's crazy. Yeah, it's already on its way now. Taco Bell's abandoned. The unemployment center right next to Taco Bell's abandoned. Why did they shut that down? Because the Taco Bell, if you was going to go in there and get a taco, you'd have to keep a pistol. Because all the heroin bums are shooting up in the side of the building, trying to rob people in the front. Oh, man, it was out of control. Listen to this. I, I, I want your thoughts on this right quick before I go to the next subject. You see how Snoop's respect for Master P is? Yeah, man. One billion percent. One for no limit. It wouldn't be no money in rap. I come by the studio. Get on the song. Master P like, how much you want for the song? In my mind, I'm like, shit, I'm broke right now. I ain't getting no money. Then give me 15. But I'm thinking like 1500 because I just need something. I come back the next day. Master P wrote me a check for 35000 He said, what you working on? I said, I got this album called Fuck Death Row. This motherfucker hard. He like, hold on, bro. He closed the door. You ain't going to live to see that album come out. He said, let me, let me give you, let me give, let me make an offer to you. The beginning of my career, Suge Knight had everything in his name. When I got on No Limit, the first thing Master P did was took me to buy a house. Next day, you and wifey go get a car. All this shit is in my name. Well, Master P right. showed me how to put a label together, how to go get money, how to eat, how to make money off my tours, how to make money off of movies, how to create a different lane for me to, to be seen differently. You see? Now, with that, with that being said, can we honestly say... Snoop Dogg is a household name because of Master P. Yeah. Because but after Death you know, Row, that album flopped. What what album? The album he made with No Limit. What? It, 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 Did it, it go? Man, please. It went gold. No, bro. Hell no! That shit went platinum on on, on No Limit during the during Master, the rise. You talking about Snoop's album? Yeah, man, that, that was a platinum album. That shit sold like a motherfucker. It, it, it was garbage. I didn't like it. But you so got the master P recoup on his investment? Man, please. Of course. The man owns the masters, fam. Come on. This is 97, 98. This ain't like, you know how, like, because remember when we used to, like, burn CDs and eventually they, you know, have iTunes and then streaming. No, this is, you're selling every one million of those albums. Now, listen to this. This album, here, here's what we're going to go into the commercial success because you're a man about numbers. So we just going to yep. stick to the numbers. The game is to be sold, not to be told, sold 520,000 copies in its first week. It went gold its first week. I didn't know it was Damn. that much. I had no, actually, I'm tripping. I'm super tripping, bro. I'm super tripping. I thought it just went platinum. No, it went, it went gold its first week. And it was Snoop's third consecutive number one in the U.S. In its second week, it remained the, the top two, uh, Billboard 200, selling another 246,000 copies. Bro, that's literally everybody in Minneapolis buying that copy. We're talking about 97, 98, where, yeah, that matter. People are actually going to the stores. People, people like us, like you and me, we love music. We would go to the stores. And buy the CD for $15, 20 damn dollars. That yeah. was a, you know what I'm saying? So the album, look, the album got, got certified double platinum in October 98. Um, by November, it sold 1.7 million copies. 
ranking it as the 39 best-selling album of the year. As of March 2008, it sold 2 million copies, um, making it the second best-selling album by Snoop Dogg in the country behind Doggy Style. So, th- so this second album, I, di- I didn't really like the album that much, but this album was his second best-seller. And that was his first album on No Limit. Okay, so now let's go. Let's go and look at some other stuff. Okay, let, let, let's look at the uh the, the discography. Cuz you know I'm I'm I I go straight into the numbers. We got to talk about hits. Okay, so then Top Dog came out. Top Dog came out. That came out a year later. That went platinum. Okay? Now, mind you, like he said, this man, he wasn't trying to jerk him. He's like, I'm trying to put stuff in your name. I, you know, so you could actually reap the benefits. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, so you could really, really reap the benefit. Okay, the last meal. Now, that was his third and final studio album released on No Limit. Because he came up with his own label called Doggy Style. That was in 2000. Right. Like, uh, so. That was with the, um, with the long, what do they call them? With Trey D and all them? I think that might have been the one. It says, What's My Name Part 2. That, well, that was a single. Now, that album sold damn near gold its first week. Now, it looked like he went back to a lot of his old. You know, he had Timbaland on there. He had Battle Cat, Jelly Roll, Superfly, Scott Storch, Dre. So, yeah, he 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 went back to a lot of his West Coast roots. That went almost went gold his first week. Now, that sold. Third week, it sold 160,000 copies. The second week, it sold a quarter million copies. So, it went platinum on February 26, 2001. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, his third best-selling album in the country behind Doggy Style and The Game Is To Be Sold. Now, that was in 2000. Then he came out with Paid The Cost To Be The Boss. This was the one that he did it with, Net- with Beautiful, with Neptunes. And uh, I think that was his first time working with Neptunes. That was a big hit with Charlie Wilson. That sold 170,000 copies this first week. It went almost double platinum. One and a half million copies, Okay. Then he came out with Rhythm and Blue, Rhythm and Gangster, the masterpiece. First week sold 200,000 copies. Now that went, he, I think he had two times Grammy nominated. Okay, so that sold, let me see, 200,000 the first week, 200,000 the second week. So within two weeks, it almost went gold. So by March 2008, it sold 1.7 million copies. It came out in 04, but by, by March 2008, it sold one point. Because, you know, people still buy the albums over the years and stuff. Um, the blue, car, ca, ca, the blue uh, carpet treatment, that sold 200,000 its first week. See, Snoop always moves 200,000 its first week at least. Now that album, it went gold. By 2018, it sold 900,000. It almost went platinum. Okay, then Ego Trippin'. That sold 100,000 its first week. Now, this is 2008. Now, mind you, this man had been in the game damn near 15 years. 
So see, you know, he's still moving. He's still moving. Um, so it almost went gold. You know, it almost went gold. It sold 400,000 copies. Okay. Malice in Wonderland, 2009, 60,000 this first week. He's kind of winding down. So that sold about 400,000 copies. Okay. Dog, 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 I guess that's like some, that's his 11th album. Now that sold 50,000 his first week. So right that's now, family. you know, 50,000 his first week. That's, I mean, that's still a lot for you to be in a game that long. Then he came out reincarnated. That was the reggae one. Uh, that is telling us. Not really. It, it, it didn't, you know, and that's one of them albums where now it, it didn't went, go gold. Nah, it didn't, but I mean, it hit all the top charts in Australia, Belgium, Canada, Dutch, French, uh, Italy. For some reason, New so Zealand. It sold, it sold overseas. It sold a lot overseas. Um, it, it was a number. It was a uh, number one top reggae album on Billboard. Um, top top forty independent albums on Billboard. It, it sold a hundred thousand. It sold a hundred thousand. But for, you know, if it's an independent, that's not label, gold. No, that's not gold. Gold is what? Gold is half a million. Right. Then he got yeah, an album. He didn't see that. Yeah. So, so yeah, okay. Now the East Siders, we forgot about that. Let's look at the East Siders. That sold a hundred thousand this first week. That's his crew. That's his crew. That was a damn good album. I give that damn near a five mic album. That sold. That was platinum in October two thousand. So I forgot about that. That was platinum. That was a great That's album. Trey D and all that. That was Trey D. Okay, and then. He did deuces and trades the next year. It sold a hundred thousand its first week. Um, it it went gold. It went gold in two thousand two. So like a year after we got out of high school, it went gold. I haven't really heard that album, but I'm pretty sure that it was pretty good. So yeah, I mean, man, Snoop, Snoop has, Snoop has had some. Uh, he's he's had back to back hits, and like I say, on No Limit. You know what I'm saying? He found more success. Now, his best album, of course, Doggy Style, but he found more success on No Limit than being on Death Row. He would have never been able to get to, to, to that point on Death Row. It would have been. Was he being bullied on Death Row? He could have. He could have a little bit, but, you know, there's probably only so much, you know, there's probably only so much that. You know, because I think he was with the East Siders and all of them. So, you know, like, 